leader. You got good pants. You got good pants. You got good pants. You got good pants. Denim jeans and corduroy. Sweet on girls and cute on boys. Hip huggers and dream past you. They make me want to dance with you. You got good pants. Do you want to dance? I want to dance with you. Cause you got And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Shanker and Romps from Pancaken and the song You Got Good Pants. Shanker, Pat Shanks and Romps from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. You Got Good Pants. Today on the Nardwara Human Serviette Radio Show, speaking of equipment, speaking of pants, speaking of pants suits, speaking of track suits, an interview with Data Rock, who are playing tonight with Ladytron in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Commodore Ballroom. Data Rock, coming up on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Here is a track by a gentleman that passed through town a few weeks ago, Opening up with his band, the Trachtenberg Family Slideshow Players, opening up for Kate Nash. They open up the entire tour for Kate Nash. They played a Richards on Richards. Jason handed me his brand new solo CD. And here's a track from it right now. This is by Jason Trachtenberg, and it's called East Village Rocker with a Missed Connection. Later living in the East Village. East. 
all the time And then a few days later Down on First Avenue Who knew you were intriguing Sitting on a stoop And that day you were reading A book on First Avenue Tall red, blonde red, curly head. I see you now all over this planet. This planet, I should have said something to you from the first time. But now I'm attached, and you know how that can hurt. An East Bay tracker with a missed connection. You were outrageous, sitting on a stoop. That day you were reading a book on First Avenue. And then, just the other day, other day, just the other, other day, at a burrito place. Burrito place. I keep remembering its name. How that can hurt An East Village rocker With a missed connection You were outrageous Sitting on a stoop And that day you were reading A book on First Avenue
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there, Kill the Hippies. And before that, Rocky and the Riddlers. And before that, the Les Napoléons with Reviens. And before that, you heard a bit of Jason Trachtenberg from the Trachtenberg family sideshow players, and this is his solo disc. Today on the Nardwadi Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Data Rock. Right now, we have something all queued up for you and ready to go. And in this particular instance, it is a band from Peru called Lay. Well, maybe it's not Lay, but, uh, well, actually, what are they actually calling themselves? Los! Wow, so we go from Lay Napoleon to Los Yorks from Peru. And then an interview with Data Rock from France? From Norway. Wow, we're going all over the globe and hopefully still are listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio show. Abraza, abraza mi baby, 
Story, dude. 
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That there was We March with The Choice. We March are also from Ohio, just like Kill the Hippies, who we played a little while back. And they actually shared a 7-inch with Kill the Hippies. But that was not from that 7-inch. That was from We March's CD creator, Destroyer. We March with The Choice. And before that, Data Rock with Computer Camp Love. And coming up, an interview with Data Rock. Right here, there is an album that I'm holding in my hands, me, Nardwarty Human Serviette, called The Best of Music Torials. A musictorial is a witty musing on the great human comedy written and sung by Bruce Inn, who has been brushing up on his irreverence over a 20-year career of performing and traveling the world. Now, these musical snapshots and potshots have been collected for your edification and amusement on the very first Best of Musictorials album with introductions by Terry Spence, director of CFAX Victoria's award-winning news team, these topical comments on Concerns of the Day offer a funny, satirical, and thought-provoking view of the world. Here are some music tutorials from the album The Best of Music Tutorials by Bruce Inns with interactions by Terry Spence, put out on the Bruce Inn Music record label, 825 Broughton Street, Victoria, B.C. Phone number, 604-386-1131. In Edmonton, call 403-453-1773. Best of the music One of the favorite targets for satire and abuse in British Columbia is the phone company. It isn't so much that people want to attack BC Tell, but sometimes you just can't help it. Like the time they came up with the great idea for how long-distance operators would tell their supervisors they wanted to answer nature's call. Well, I was talking to an operator at good old BC Tell. She told me her job was once boring, but now everything is swell. What used to be an inconvenience and actually sometimes a drag Well, now it's signaled by a green flag Well, the green flag tells the story A green flag it is, a BC tell, it's a green flag If you have to whiz, isn't it swell? Well, it's just swell To know they've really got it all together at BC tell so if you dial o one day, trying to make a call, and your phone just rings and rings, and you're going up the wall, well, don't be depressed, my friend. Don't let your spirit sag. It's your operators hit the loo again, and you've reached a green flag. Well, a green flag tells a story. A green flag it is, a BC tell. It's a green flag. If you have to whiz, well, isn't it swell? Yes, it's really swell to know they've really got it all together at BC Tell. Well, I spend a bundle on calls each month, and it's comforting to know that my long-distance money 
has produced a way to go for all those BC tell staffers who used to have to hold up one or two fingers. Well, now they just wave a green flag and they don't have to linger. Everybody here, a green flag tells a story. A green flag it is, a BC tell, it's a green flag. If you have to whiz, well, isn't it swell? Yes, it's just swell to know that they've really got it all together at BC Tell. <laughs> they've really got it all together at BC Tell. Political campaigns are tough in Canada. Snow and icy runways, plugged highways, drafty community halls, hecklers, and weeks of weary travel. And the press, which not only gives politicians a bad time in print and on the air, but even occasionally grounds the Prime Minister's plane, like that time in Winnipeg. Well, this week out in Winnipeg, there was a fierce attack. A lethal Winnipeg transit bus came screaming down the track. It was loaded up with crazies, a very deadly strain. A kamikaze busload heading straight for Trudeau's plane. Well, the XPM was in there, admiring his mirror. He'd never had an inkling of the danger that was near. Well, now he doesn't like reporters, but who would have ever thought they'd make one last vicious swipe at him, even though they'd all get caught. Yes, this week out in Winnipeg, there was a fierce attack. A lethal Winnipeg transit bus came screaming down the track. It was loaded up with reporters, a very deadly strain. A kamikaze busload, and it wiped out Trudeau's plane. Now, Trudeau wasn't angry. He barely noticed a thing. He thought the crash was just Margaret out discoing on the wing. When he found out it was media, he raised that famous hand and he made that famous gesture that we've all come to know and love and understand. He's just telling us we're number one again. Yes, this week out in Winnipeg, there was a fierce attack. A lethal Winnipeg transit bus came screaming down the track. It was loaded up with crazies, a very deadly strain. A kamikaze busload, and it wiped out Trudeau's plane. Only in Canada, folks, this could only happen in Canada. A kamikaze busload, and it wiped out Trudeau's plane. Sometimes Canada's drug laws and the way they're enforced are a bit puzzling like the kids who get a criminal record for being caught with a couple of joints, and the kingpins who never seem to be caught, or the people caught red-handed with a shipload of dope who get off on some technicality. Here's Bruce Innes. Well, marijuana's no problem these days as long as it's not one joint. Get caught with 33 tons of the stuff and the judge will make the point that you better not be smoking the stuff downtown outside the Hudson's Bay. Just bring it in by the shipload and you'll probably get away. We're talking about drugs, dirty, rotten drugs, not including alcohol, because everybody knows that it's not bad at all. Now, if you think 
Cocaine's a problem. Spend a day or two in L.A. They're sniffing it so hard on the strip down there that they sniff the smog away. And if you want to ease up on the cocaine laws, just turn a few lawyers on. Because when pot became the rage with the legal set, the big penalties were gone. We're talking about drugs, dirty rotten drugs, not including alcohol. Because everybody knows that it's not bad at all. We're talking about drugs, dirty rotten drugs, not including alcohol. Because everybody knows that it's not bad at all. Canada was thrown into chaos in 1980. No, not the energy problem, not the constitutional battles, not even the Montreal Canadiens being beaten in the semifinals. The real crisis came late in the year, when half the country couldn't figure out what the other half was talking about. You see, there was nobody to translate for us. Now if the translators go out on strike, friends, we could be in a jam. We could have communication breakdown all across this mixed-up land. Not being able to talk to your neighbor is one of the joys of being Canadian. Why, even in Edmonton, there's the language problem, English and Ukrainian. All the joys of being Canadian means we cannot talk to the Cajuns unless we have our translators working day and night. It could be hockey for that de la fleur and hockey for that Dion, all right. But what we gonna do with Rini Levesque if the translators go on strike? Now, if we are stuck with one language, what should that language be? Should it be French or should it be English? It's all Greek to me. Well, the only thing for sure about the translator strike, it won't affect Joe Clark. He doesn't understand either language well, so he's always in the dark. Oh, yes, the joys of being Canadian means we cannot talk to the Cajuns unless we have our translators working day and night. It could be hockey for that Guy Lafleur and hockey for that Dion, all right. But what we gonna do with Rini Levesque if the translators go on strike, yes. What we gonna do with Rini's Levesque if the translators go on strike? Mother's wrapping presents and your brother's flying high. He's dreaming dreams of Santa Claus and reindeer 
sky And you're staring at the Christmas tree You're wondering what to do So much is strange to a little girl The Christmas that you're too Christmas children Merry Christmas baby Claire And when you're a woman grown Young men at the door And the Christmas rush is everywhere People buying more and more Remember Christmas is for children No matter what the old folks do And you stole your daddy's heart away The Christmas you were too Okay, and that was the end of Music Tutorials by Bruce Innes. Music Tutorials, again, are a witty musing on the great human comedy written and sung by Bruce Innes. And this was put together by CFAX Radio and Terry Spence out of Victoria. And you heard there a little bit of BC Tale, Kamikaze Bus, Drugs, Translators, and Baby Claire. As the needle jumped across the record, it flung and hit Louie Louie. During the 70s, I was working in different nightclubs in the Los Angeles and Hollywood area. Suddenly, times changed quickly and drastically in the entertainment realm. In a twinkling of an eye, a transformation of values interrupted the human race. People who once went to nightclubs to dance and be entertained by professional musicians and entertainers were now lost within the confines of their own inward fantasy of doing their own thing and entertaining themselves, an attitude that was induced by the new drug craze of that time. People in all walks of life were claiming they found reality and true happiness and joy from taking L-S-D. I, and this being Louie Louie, saw this situation as a deep tragedy. People had traded their Jersey cow for a mongrel dog. When the band would pay, play, people would rush to the dance floor to dance and would lose contact and sense of touch with their dancing partner. The boy would go to one corner of the dance floor and invent and improvise his own dance steps, while the girl would be on the other end of the dance floor doing the same thing, both under the same eagle indulgence. I found me. I am free. I am free. I can do my own thing. It wasn't long afterwards when the daylight of the drug faded and the shadows and deep darkness of brain damage and withdrawals surfaced to collect their pound of blood. Those people who were damaged rushed to the medical profession, who was at the time bankrupt for any solution of information that would help even a little. Nobody knew anything except that they were damaged, damaged and incurable pioneers all over the place. 
people who had been listening to famous rock groups from here and abroad and had made heroes of these musicians with their heavy drug-induced messages now found themselves deeply sorry and helpless and beyond repair. Hope for recovery was not on the horizon for them. The pearl great the pearl of great price of normality had been robbed from them, and the new consciousness of a drug-induced high mentality was pulling their strings. They found themselves puppets dancing to a new, overly sensitive mind that became their brutal master. The jackass syndrome that we see in Pinocchio was replaying its pattern in another dimension. Parallel to the drug torments, the guru syndrome also surfaced with its spaced-out sitars and tabla East Indian drums. Their breathing techniques and promises that meditation would bring a state of euphoria immediately fascinated the masses. The system only brought more energy and depth to the problem of inward awkwardness. Ashrams, false prophets, gurus, and self-ordained masters started surfacing like popcorn and movie theaters. It wasn't long before there were more gurus than disciples. The magazine racks were infested and overflowing with literature, magazine, and books on how to attain greater heights of consciousness. Karma and reincarnation were East Indian words that had become part and parcel of the common American parlance. I was burdened to see the damaged that had overshadowed and umbrellaed people, I being Louie Louie. Yes, people were messed up before, but now they were screwed up beyond grasp. The worst part was that they thought they were more advanced spiritually. Their sense of denial that they were in deep darkness with a main shackle that blinded them. I read in the good book that Jesus came to Jerusalem riding on a donkey, not a flying saucer, yacht, jet, or helicopter. His sense of values was normal and natural, not socially sophisticated. So that gave me a hint to go to the simple and practical, to try to get these messed up people to touch each other when they danced and become more aware of the outside world that had lost touch with them. Their psyche would then be directed outside of themselves and not inside of them where confusion was the catalyst of their every thought. The idea was to get them to come out and become normal and practice again. I, being Louie Louie, knew that they had not entered the kingdom of heaven, which is inside of every human being. The kingdom of heaven is highly protected by spiritually holy law and is highly conditional. Libertines, thieves, liars, and freaks cannot enter there, regardless of how sophisticated their drug and savory chemicals might be. My intent was to bring them out of that inward mystical realm and bring them back to earth. Reality. So I, Louis Louis, designed the Touchy, which strongly emphasizes the magic and wonder of the human touch, which is divine and not sensual. What better instrument than to achieve this titanic venture? I used pans, plates, pipes, tubes, drums, cymbals, cowbells, and even screwdrivers and hammers as rhythm instruments. I also used a fuzz guitar and an organ with a wah-wah pedal to accompany the anointing of the trumpet. My purpose was to bring the message of love and true joy to counteract the false prophecy of drugs, feelings, sensations, 
and counterfeit love and joy that drugs had induced on poor suffering. I, Louis Louis, tried. I, Louis Louis, tried. But I, Louis Louis, now realize that false prophecy attracts people. Hi, my name is Louis Louis, and I'm here to tell you about a new dance called the Touchy. It is a wonderful idea for people to get together and touch. You can dance now touching hand to hand, foot to foot, uh, shoulder to shoulder, nose to nose, ear to ear, or foot to nose, or what have you. I made this recording all by myself. I play every instrument that you will hear, including harps, bells, scratchers, moog synthesizers, and what have you. The first thing I have to tell you is this. A touchy, to be a touchy, must have a wild trumpet introduction. a touchy. Did you hear that ending? Pa, 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 pa. 
Unless it has an ending, it is not a touch. And I'll tell you why. That ending, pa, 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 means one, two, touch no more. And that's how you break. And that's how you stop. Otherwise, you would keep touching and touching and touching and touching. And... Have you ever had something happen to you so good that you say you could taste it? This next touchy is so good, we call it tasty touchy. My name is Louis Louis. I love everybody. 
I live in the beautiful palace of my heart. I love to do things with my heart. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to touch you. I want to touch your heart with beauty, with laughter, with excitement, with peace, with happiness, with love. For some time, I've been watching people dance and not touch each other. The boy is dancing by himself, doing his thing, and the girl is doing her thing away from the boy on the other side of the dance hall. But they're not doing what they want to do. I look in their eyes, and I see their hearts yearn to be touched. Not by a machine, or a light, or a sound, or a rock, or a plant, or an animal, but by another human being. People want to be touched by people. So for these beautiful, beautiful people, I have created this simple and beautiful, beautiful music to dance to. This dance, we're going to call the Tachi. It is made to help you create your own dance, to do your own thing, to bring people together, to touch each other, to smile at each other and show their hearts and their smile, to love each other, to spread the goodwill. You know, a lot of people are afraid to touch another person, or they're afraid to be touched by another person. But they really want to. They want to either touch or be touched, or both. There are schools now developing sensitivity classes, teaching the beauty of touching. It's a beautiful thing. Try it. Now, with this recording, comes a button called the touchy button. It's got my picture in the middle, and it says, touchy me here. Take this button, use this button, and proudly wear this button wherever you want your dancing partner to touch you with his touchy button. In other words, if the boy wears his touchy button on his elbow and the girl wears her touchy button on her elbow, they can do the touchy dancing elbow to elbow. The idea is to touch your partner with your touchy button on their touchy button. You get the picture? Dancers can now do the touchy and still do their own thing, create their own dance with their partners. Then they can switch, switch partners and start a new dance, a new creation. Come on now. I want to see the whole world doing the touching. Dancing nose to nose, forehead to forehead, hand to hand, finger to finger, knee to knee. Adam's apple to Adam's apple, foot to foot, belly button to toe, heel to shoulder, armpit to neck, knuckles to ribs, etc., etc., etc. Use your imagination. Forget your hang-ups. Solve your problem. Have a good time.
The real tortilla is made by hand. The human touch is there. Somehow they taste better, and that is where the magic is, in the human touch. My mother made tortillas for me, not with a mixer or a blender or some kind of an electronic gadget, but with her loving hands. She slept the heck out of the door till it got round just the way she wanted it, and then she cooked it, and a lot of love went into that. And I could taste it, I could feel it. Now, try to picture a tortilla factory when you hear the next composition. It is called a tortilla factory. I hope that by now you have gotten the picture and tried dancing the touchy. Elbow to elbow or elbow to neck or neck to neck or shoulder to shoulder or head to foot or what have you. This next touchy is a very special touchy. It is one that is closest to my heart than any of the other touches because it is made for children and grandparents. Gives them a chance to come together and feel that tenderness from both of them. The grand folks love the touch of their grandchildren. They love to put them on their lap and talk to them. And, oh, it's beautiful. And to the children, the touch of the grandpappy and the grandmommy is sweeter than honey. Try dancing together, hand in hand. Or, or stand, stand on top of your granddaddy's shoes and dance. He love it. Dance to this beautiful touchy called sweet and tender touchy. Yeah. 
of San Antonio. I was in that city, San Antonio, Texas. It is absolutely beautiful. It is mixed with American and Western culture and the Mexican touch is there and the Alamo is there. This touchy is called Touch of San Antonio. Bye. 
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. You've been listening to Louie Louie with Touchy. You heard El Touchy by Louie Louie. You heard Tasty Touchy by Louie Louie. You heard Touch Me With All Your Heart by Louie Louie. You heard Tortilla Touchy by Louie Louie. You heard Sweet and Tender Touchy by Louie Louie. And you heard Touch of San Antoine by Louie Louie. From the album Touchy by Louie Louie. We're still trying to reach out and touch Data Rock. Have not been able to locate them up to this point. However, to reward you listeners for touching yourselves, we have some free tickets to go see Teenage Head next Thursday night at the Plaza Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That's Teenage Head and the Orchid Highway next Thursday Orchid Highway on at 10.20, Teenage Head on at 11.35 p.m. That's next Thursday at the Plaza Club in Vancouver. If you'd like to go see Teenage Head, 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR for your free tickets to go see Teenage Head. Courtesy, Louie Louie, the creator of... Touchy. If you have ever been in love, you should enjoy this beautiful melody. It is called Lost in My World.
This next creation is dedicated to a great friend of mine, a holy man from Egypt. He gave me joy and he gave me health. He touched my soul. The big pyramid is but a tomb for two of the greatest men that have ever lived. I heard him say that once. For my beautiful beloved master, Hamid Bey, a touch of the pharaohs. You're still listening to CITR Radio, 
FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello, are you there, caller? Yes, I am. This is Frederick Soroyer from Data Rock. Who are you, Frederick? Who are you? <laughs> I am the chosen one. Who else is in Data Rock, Frederick? Well, it's a guy called Kettle One. It's a guy called Kettle Two. It's a guy called L.A. Gear. A guy called the Tea Man. And altogether, I think uh, it's like uh, 40 associated members. <laughs> Thank you so much for phoning into the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show here today. I thought we were going to revisit the last time that you were supposed to phone into the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show when you guys got caught at Canada Customs. What happened there, Frederick? <laughs> Canada Customs. Well, it's always a hassle. I don't know why. But we always get to uh, spend a lot of time there. How did that last Vancouver gig go? You had a lot of hassle going through customs the last time you played Vancouver. I think it was back in December. Was yeah. it worth it? What do you remember about your last Vancouver gig? Well, first of all, it was insane. It was a lot of fun. I think it was sold out. It was, the crowd was amazing. And uh, I, I got to sweat a lot. My tracksuit was wet for weeks. Isn't it like that after every gig, though? Like, is it not? Uh, if it isn't wet, is it a good gig? If it's not wet, it's a shit gig. <laughs> but it's usually, yes, it's usually pretty uh, humid inside of that thing. And that was in December. You played the Biltmore Club in Vancouver. And tonight you're playing the Commodore Ballroom with Lady Tron. That is right. That is right. How has everything been going on this Lady Tron Data Rock tour? Well, you know, the bands are pretty different, I guess. And, uh, well, coming on the tour, I was kind of concerned that their audience was going to have fun at our stupid shows. And, uh, yes, we did win them over, both shows in uh, Edmonton and uh, and uh, where the fuck were we the other day? We were in uh, Calgary. Both shows were just insane. Lots of fun, lots of people. Yeah. When did this tour start exactly? Was it at Coachella? Did it start at Coachella and then move on to Canada, Frederick of Data Rock? Uh, no, Frederick of Data Rock uh, can inform you that we went back to Norway after Coachella. <laughs> Yes. And so what was since, since March 2007, we came to the U.S. seven times, and this is the eighth time. You are, you are really working it, aren't you? Yes, yes. I don't know how I keep my big belly. I'm working too much to be fat, but okay. Yes. Who, who do you think is the hardest working Norwegian band of all time? Is it Data Rock? Who else from Norway has been this hard working? No one. I can tell you, no one. <laughs> Have you well, perhaps perhaps aha in the mid eighties? Presumably, they were working pretty hard with that take on me song. Have you run into any Norwegian bands on all your voyages to the United States of America? Even smaller bands or bigger bands? Have you run into any Norwegian bands on your travels? Are there Norwegian parties? <laughs> yeah, like we went to the Enemy Awards in LA a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Happy Tom from Turbo Negro was there. Uh, sometimes we run into uh, Sondre Larche. Sometimes uh, King's Convenience, sometimes 120 Days. Yeah, there's quite a few bands from Norway touring uh, in North America, but no one is touring as much as us. <laughs> and you're going to tour all the way to the Commodore Ballroom tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Data Rock, with Lady Tron. I mentioned Coachella. 
What exactly, and I'm asking a lot of what was it like, because this was a big what was it like. You played the BPM Smurf House Party with Joel Madden, Steve Akoy, Aoki, Taryn Manning, Tommy Sunshine, and Jay Davey. Like, what was going, what was that like? The BPM Smurf House Party at Coachella. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny. It was a lot of fun. I was DJing there. We didn't play a live show, and I uh, actually made everyone dance. So uh, I think it's—I uh, think you'll find a few funny pictures somewhere. But yeah, no, that was crazy. It was a lot of fun. I, I ended up in the pool. Obviously, you have to. What other celebrities did you spot there? Because that's really a real celeb spot, isn't it? The Coachella. Yeah. Well, I don't really remember. We went to so many parties, and uh, it was just so busy, man. We we stayed at Coachella pre- uh, a couple of days, and it was just. Uh, yeah, crazy. Lots of celebrities, but, you know, very often I don't recognize them. Hello, celebrity. The, Who are you? The backstage area, though, there is insane, isn't it? Doesn't, like, the backstage bigger than some general concert venues? Like, the backstage is this huge back there. Well, you mean at Coachella? Yes, like, with all the people around there. Like, you could do a gig in the backstage area because there's so many <laughs> yeah, people milling uh, about. You know, the, the thing is with the VIP area slash backstage area, that's something you can buy uh, an access card to. So in that area, it must have been, I don't know, quite a few thousand people, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, what, you could have played a show there. <laughs> were there any bands that were selling their own backstage passes to get money, you know, to people who want to get <laughs> backstage? There? Well, good for them. Good for them. Well, I was just, <laughs> how much is an access card to get backstage at a Data Rock gig? How much is an access card? Right now, we're selling them cheap. One dollar. One dollar. Frederick of Data Rock, you covered Time of Our Lives by Green Day. You weren't afraid to cover Green Day, were you? It wasn't Green Day. It was a song from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Okay, I thought it was that Green Day Time of Our Life song nah, you covered. Ah, come on. I was excited that you covered Green Day. Would you be afraid to cover Green Day? Would you be afraid to cover Green Day? And- uh, no, I would not be afraid. Don't want to be an American idiot. That would be so much fun. Uh, what was the song that you did cover, though? Time of Our Lives from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack? Yes, because what Data Rock is doing is uh, making everybody do the dirty, the dirty dancing. So, uh, yeah, we had to, uh, we had to uh, incorporate that song into our live shows. Uh, it probably isn't going to happen today, but yes, Time of My Life is a standout moment in time. Who can ever forget Patrick Swice's ass in Dirty Dancing? I, for one, cannot. Frederick from Data Rock, Reindeer Steak. Tell me about Reindeer Steak. Reindeer steak? What, what are you talking about? I thought there's lots of reindeer steak in Norway. Are you into eating reindeer? You know, being sure, from Norway. Sure, sure, And the closer resemblance to Rudolph, the happier I am. Have you encountered much of that stuff, reindeer steak? You know, in the Scandinavian countries, there's a lot of rain. Is there a lot of reindeer eating? Have you eaten any <laughs> reindeer or any northern animals? Well, yes. Uh, you know, coming on this tour, it was a strike on the airport in Bergen where we live. So we had to drive a five-hour drive south of Norway. And on the way, we actually encountered something like seven horned animals. But there was no reindeer. Those babies are sort of in the wilderness. You don't run into them too often. Um, no, no. But I do eat reindeer. Frederick, and I will do. Uh, Frederick, over and over again. What exactly do you guys eat? Because I have a quote here, and it says, quote, in fact, both members are allergic to cold pasta. <laughs> yeah. 
That is true. Well, the thing is, you know, before Deadwork started touring extensively in North America, we were touring constantly in Europe. And, uh, you know, we started seven years ago, so uh, the first couple of years we would, we would primarily play small clubs and punk venues. And in punk venues, by some reason, they really like making cold pasta salad. And after having that a hundred times, you sort of develop uh, an allergy. It's, it's a voluntary, voluntary uh, allergy. I, I mean, I'm not allergic, but, you know, if I can avoid it, I will. I prefer reindeer steak. That will be served up tonight backstage at the Commodore Ballroom, Data Rock, and Lady <laughs> Tron playing at the Commodore Ballroom here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Your schedule looks insane and looked insane when I was looking at it in December. It yeah. seemed that you were playing like Hollywood, then you were going to Argentina, and yeah. then you were going to Cleveland. What was that about? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was crazy. By the way, on the way from Mexico, no, from uh, from uh, Buenos Aires to to, to Cleveland. And we drove by LA again by some reason. No, that was just crazy. Like uh, in in in, uh, in Buenos Aires, we played for I don't know four thousand people or so. Uh, you know, forty degrees Celsius. Very very you know very much fun, very enjoyable. Then we came to Cleveland, and it's snowing and it's rainy and it's depressing. And you know, having that kind of experience in a couple of days, moving th- that kind of distance is. is pretty crazy. But I'm going to tell you, in 2007, Deadwork played in 23 countries, and just in the U.S., we did five tours. So it's been pretty hectic. And, and even if you go into Deadwork's uh, MySpace or homepage, not even half of the shows are listed. It's still like tons of stuff in addition to what you see there. So I don't know. I don't know how we're going to survive. Well, the show you did in Cleveland, wasn't it a private show? Like you went straight back from Argentina right to Cleveland for a private show. It wasn't even like a real show. It wasn't like a private show. Were you doing lots of private shows on these nah, tours? No, we're not doing lots of private shows. By the way, Cleveland wasn't a private show. Oh, I thought it might have been. No, 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 no. no okay. it, wasn't. It, was a, it was a pretty small place, but it, no, it was uh, not a private at all. Well, I think what's interesting about Data Rock is uh, bands do play Argentina, bands do play Hollywood, bands do play Cleveland, but it's not like they play Hollywood one night, Argentina the next <laughs> night, and the next night back to Cleveland. Who booked that? Who booked that? That was ridiculous. <laughs> Tom Windish. It's his fault. Who else does he do this to? Is it just you guys? What other bands does he book? No, you know, well, who does he book? Oh, he, he books everything. He books uh, all, all the most exciting, experimental and, uh, I don't know, groundbreaking artists. No, Tom Windish is uh, my favorite U.S. Uh, agent or North American agent. The thing is, we were just prepared to do a lot of work. We wanted to travel a lot, and we wanted to do as many shows as possible in as many countries as possible, and he made it happen. But, I mean, it's not healthy. It's pretty stressful. I don't think most bands could handle it. Keep in mind, we don't travel with, like, too much gear. Most bands travel with a lot of specialized instruments and amplifiers and blah, blah, blah. We don't have too much equipment so we can fly wherever. Frederick, speaking of time and stuff and getting out there and touring, it all started with a Casio watch, didn't it? Is that how Data Rock started, with a Casio watch? That is true. The Casio watch grew into a cake Casio calculator, which grew into a Casio MT64, and that's how Data Rock started. How many EA video games are you in? Are, is there some sort of record that you're in, like, the most? Because you're in quite a few electronic art video games, aren't you? Which ones are you in? Which ones do you know that you're in? Uh, Madden NFL, FIFA, FIFA Street, Need for Speed, uh, Sims 2. It's just, 
it's crazy. It's uh, I, I know it's ten games, but uh, yeah, I don't remember which games it is. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. I don't know much you know about gaming, but I'm not a big gamer myself. But these games are reaching out to something between 40 and 100 million people. So having songs in those games is really the equivalent of having your songs on uh, high rotation on thousands of radio channels. It's pretty crazy stuff. Do they pay you up front for it, or do they pay you per unit sold? Is this like a flat fee? Well, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't pay at all. It, it, you know, you get a little, you, you get a symbolic little fee, but it doesn't really, it doesn't pay. It's viewed as, promo, as, as a promotional tool. They won't say that to your face, but that's really the nature of it. So, no, you don't have a big income. You don't get a percentage of the sales or anything like that. It's just a great marketing opportunity, really. Uh... Yeah. Before that's how you, it is. before you called in Frederick from Data Rock playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Commodore Ballroom with Lady Rock, <laughs> I played your song Computer Camp Love. Yes. You love computers, don't you? You love computers. I love computers. You love computers and I have a little surprise for you. What do you think about this particular advertisement for your favorite computer? Here we go. What do you think about this right here? <laughs> There are those who worry that video game playing can become obsessive. At Commodore, while we think that's a little extreme, increasing your game scores may not always increase your IQ. So Commodore's games come in a different package, a full-fledged computer, the VIC-20, that allows your mind to expand into the thousands of things a computer can do, in addition to playing games. Did you hear any of that? I heard the last part of it. No, the best ad for Commodore 64, the release and presentation of that wonderful tool, was when they, what they basically did, they, they presented an IBM machine. They told everyone how big it was, how much it could do, and how much it costs, and then the voiceover starts laughing. <laughs> Look at the C64, and then that's what that can do. Isn't that insane? Isn't that just beautiful? Can you imagine a car ad where they list all the features of one car, starts laughing and telling you about their car? <laughs> I, I love that. I love the, I love the laughing, but we have another ad for you, Frederick of Data Rock, playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Here is another <laughs> Commodore 64 ad because you love the computers. Are people always bombarding you with computer-type stuff now? Are you getting no. any Are you getting any sponsorship because you write about No, no sponsorships. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. Like what's hey, sponsors, sponsor us. My power book is about to die. Well, you have the song Computer Camp Love, so you think they would actually sponsor you. So here is another computer ad for Commodore 64 for you, Frederick. <laughs> okay. I'll crank it. Here we go now. And let's see what we got happening. Let's see. Okay, maybe. Oh, I'm hitting the wrong button. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Commodore 64. Oh, I know that ad. It's with all the happy people, right? There's a nice little break here, isn't it, for speaking? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to say, tell people to go to your gig tonight in this little break here. No, ever, ever. Hello, everybody. This is Rocksteady Freddy from the Norwegian band Data Rock. Why don't you come down to the Commodore and check us out? I think we're on stage a quarter to ten, and uh, you will get down and dirty. You will do the dirty dancing. 
Fire, Fred Frank from Dana Rock. <laughs> have you done many voiceovers? Have you done any commercial work like that? Uh, no, but uh, yeah, when the Dana Rock career goes to hell, that is my dream. I've always wanted to be the voiceover guy. You have done quite a bit of remixing and stuff. Like, you remixed the Happy Mondays, I think. The Happy Mondays. Yes, uh, yes, and uh, no. Uh, yes, and uh, no. It was never released. But how would you remix the Happy Mondays? Because Bez, the dancer, how would you add Bez, the dancer, to a Happy Mondays remix? Well, you know, uh, keep it down tempo so he can do his walk around stage with his maracas. And, uh, you know throw in the word ecstasy every now and then. Everybody's happy. Have you met Bez at all? Was he yes, a- uh, yes, I met him several times. He's a very, very nice uh, nice guy. Where did you meet him? Uh, I've met him uh, in different countries at festivals and uh, in a club in Liverpool. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's DJing and uh, we've done quite a few shows with Happy Mondays and their guitarist has done five festivals on stage with us. So, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, he's, he's actually a very relaxed, normal, sweet guy. Your first North American gig was in Canada? Was it in Montreal? Was that your first North American yeah. gig? Yeah, yes, that's right, yeah. Did that set the tone for everything? Was it pretty good? Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a place called, uh, I think it was called something like City Hall or Town Hall. I'm not sure. And um, uh, let me think. We were playing with We Are Wolves. Oh, yes. Uh, I think. And... Uh, yeah, it was just crazy. The first show we do in North America is supposed to be uh, a tiny little place, but this was hundreds of, uh, of people. And Yeah, I, I, to be honest, that one show uh, generated more press in North America than we up to that show had had in Norway. Frederick, <laughs> from, Frederick yeah. from Data Rock, what was it like playing with MIA? You did a few dates with MIA. uh, Even though we basically shared a backstage, we didn't even meet her. So uh, I don't know, really. But, you know, seeing her show was really, yeah, it was really something. At the end of the show, she got everyone up on stage. So I think it must have been 200 people on stage with her. And that's a nice way to end the show, right? Was that in Toronto, that gig? Yes, yes. But then she says, everybody has to go off stage. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, she's going to totally ruin her show. But she killed it. Everybody went off stage, and she sang her, uh, oh, I don't remember the name of the track, but she sang a track and just won over the audience completely. So, yeah, she's a great performer. But I've never met her, to be honest. I never talked to her. You mentioned We Are Wolves. Do you know any other Canadian bands? Do you know many Canadian bands like Crystal Castles? Have you heard of them? Yeah, we played a show with them in Houston. Uh, yes, I, I know them. I like them. And, and there also is Dark Castles. Dark Castles. Uh, I never heard about Dark Castles. Well, the song Dark Castles. Oh, no, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Canadian bands, there's so many. I don't know where to start. Uh, say, uh, what about Godspeed, My Black Emperor? From Montreal? Yes. How about, how about non-Canadian bands like Demi Borger? Oh, yes. Well, you want to talk about black metal? Let's talk about black metal. Yeah, let's bring it on. And we're speaking here to Frederick of Data Rock. If anybody has any questions for Frederick from Data Rock about black metal, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Frederick will answer your questions. Or you can go down to the Commodore tonight to go see Data Rock and Lady Tron play the Commodore in Vancouver and ask Frederick, your black metal questions. What can you say about Demi Borger? What can you say about Demi Borger? 
What do I think about them? Yeah, what can you say about them? Well, uh, they're extremely successful in North America and uh, not a very big phenomenon back home. Because they do a lot of touring here, don't they? they? They get out there and tour. They're one of those bands that really works it. Yeah, they work too hard, though. They, they went to the tour. It was just crazy. And I think, the, I think it sort of exhausted them. So they uh, stayed up for a little while. But then they came back big time. And I think uh, just uh, in a couple of weeks, they sold something like 50,000 copies of their uh, last album, which is pretty impressive, considering black metal is a kind of small genre. Frederick, yeah. how would you describe the look of Data Rock for people that haven't seen you? They're probably thinking of black metal, and they can visualize black metal. How would you describe the look of Data Rock, and how does that blend in with death metal bands? And have you played any festivals with death metal bands? And how did they enjoy the look of Data Rock? Uh, well, you know, Data Rock looks exactly like any other black metal band. We all have uh, very long black hair. Uh, we only have uh, leather and... Uh, metal pieces on our bodies on stage, little uh, fractions of uh, animals hanging off our clothes. And uh, we scream and shout, and we use uh, distortion on all instruments and double pedals. Uh, so Data Rock is well-received in the black metal community. Frederick of Data Rock, have you had any nightmares about kraken, sea monsters, kraken? <laughs> yes, every day I uh, wake up uh, covered with sweat and uh, crying in the corner of the bed, in the position of a little baby. Yes, I always have those nightmares. Are there any sea monsterish type songs in Data Rock? Have you used any allusions to sea monsters at all? Um, not really. Uh, well, the princess is kind of a sea monster. <laughs> Baboom, and you are Frederick of Data Rock. Winding up here, Frederick, all the festivals and stuff that you're playing, like you play wireless, hurricane, south side festivals. You played like a beach party with too many DJs in Ireland. A beach party in Ireland. How does yeah, that... And Happy Mondays, by the way. Okay, right. How does that work out? A beach party in Ireland. Well, first of all, it wasn't a beach. And uh, second of all, it was great. <laughs> and did yeah, you? I, it was fine. And did you party with Amy Winehouse too? No, but I once met her, and uh, she's a really sweet lady. She's, uh, yeah, I feel really sorry for her. She's, she's having a hard time in press right now. Uh, whereabouts did you meet her? At? What festival did you meet? Or did you meet? I'm guessing you met her at a festival. Or where did you meet her? Uh, South by Southwest Festival. But you know what happened with her is. Uh, her little uh, difficulty with the law right now is because of Bergen, Norway. She got a little into a little situation there with the police. Unfortunately, I feel very sorry for her. It's all ridiculous. No, what? no, she's a sweet lady. She is. What is Bergen, Norway like? Is it tough on touring rock bands? Is it nice to date a rock? It's very nice to date a rock. It's very nice to touring bands. It's a city of 250,000 people, surrounded by seven mountains, and it rains for 250 days a year. We love it there. <laughs> but it's not too nice to Amy Winehouse, then? No, I don't know why. Someone did something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Frederick I've... from Data Rock, you have this song called New Song. You have a song called New Song. Yeah, it's the new song. Uh, it's quite garagey, isn't it? It's quite garagey. It's like, what sort of organ do you use on that song? Uh, let me it... think. It's a Cosby MP64, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. What's... And that's not very garagey. That's a 1981 toy for children. Uh, what's that? I think it is very garagey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's really funny. That song ended up in uh, the best-selling, I think, video game from Electronic Arts, Mad Men NFL. Isn't that bizarre? Make a song like that. 
And it ends up in one of the world's best-selling games. That's well, pretty funny. Well, here right now is a little sampling of the song for people to hear. Here's a little sampling of the song, new song by Data Rock. I'll just play a couple little seconds here. Hey, give me a second. Hey. Oof. Yeah, she made me look like that. Okay, Frederick, did you hear that? Did you hear yes, a little bit of your FBI, song? CIA, you, you, TDK, it's a, 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 a new song. You will verify that that is indeed Data Rock, right? That was you guys. Uh, yes, indeed, that was Data Rock. Now, with the Garage comparison, this is why I thought it was Garage, there is a band from Bellingham, Washington, home of Death Cab for Cutie, home of the Posies, and years ago, home of this band called The Unusuals. This, yep. is, this is a band from the 1960s, the, uh, whose one member actually later ended up on Exile on Main Street and replaced Janis Joplin as well. But check this out right now, because I think this sounds exactly like your song, or very, very close. Tell me what you think. This is The Unusuals from Bellingham, Washington, 1965-66. What do you think about that? Busted, that is the inspiration. I'm so sorry. Just, you know, you're the first one to pinpoint it, you know. I'm impressed. Well, oh, I, up for you. Well, I, I'm excited that you would go to Bellingham, Washington for inspiration to the band The Unusuals from <laughs> the 1960s there. And winding up here, Frederick of Data Rock, what is the cheapest um, tracksuit you sell? What is the cheapest tracksuit that you sell? Because you sell them at the gigs, right? You sell them as merchandise. What is the cheapest tracksuit? Uh, that would be uh, the drummer's tracksuit after he used it. He, we actually pay you to wear it because it's uh, so filthy and disgusting. So uh, that's the cheapest. But the drummers. The drummers. But how much do you sell tracksuits for at gigs? Isn't it like merchandise? People can actually buy the tracksuit. No, it was it, it was printed in a limited edition, and all the ones commercially sold were sold out in uh, I don't know a couple of weeks, half a year ago. <laughs> So that's how uh, business-minded we are. We're really good at capitalizing on merchandise, huh? Is, is it expensive to make a tracksuit? How expensive is it to make a tracksuit? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't know. It's a Norwegian snowboard company called Whiteout who made them. So it was kind of like a sponsoring deal, I guess. But it wouldn't be as expensive as they were sold for. They were pretty expensively sold. Frederick, do you have any advice on how to get big in Australia? Data Rock are huge in Australia. How do you get big in Australia? Well, what you do is uh, you write some songs when you're pretty drunk, sitting on a beach, big muscles, after having surfed a little, uh, sitting next to a koala bear, and, uh, yeah, looking at a kangaroo. And if you write a song in that kind of setting, you will, as Data Rock did, get big in Australia. Frederick of Data Rock, lastly here, what can you tell me about Kraftwerk's sex orgies? 
Yeah, well, isn't that a big surprise? Well, just like Daderoch, Kraftwerk really loves their sex orgies. And who would imagine, like, those guys hanging out with annoyed people and sitting there with their computers and laptops, they would go into the sex frenzy with uh, numerous people. Now, we took a lot of inspiration from that, so uh, if you go to the Commodore today and you hang out after the closing hours, there will be an orgy. Oh, yes, it will be an orgy. Were there really Kraftwerk sex orgies? Were there really Kraftwerk sex orgies? Are they documented? Like the Jimi Hendrix sex tape. Are there Kraftwerk sex orgies? I, I hope they're not documented, but yeah, I, I, yes, I, I believe it happened. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if it is true? And this I really like to believe it's true. And this is going to be an incredible gig tonight. Data Rock and Lady Tron at the Commodore. The Commodore. Commodore 64. Yay! Like, it's going to be the best, right? And, it's going to be crazy. You know, Commodore is like boats, and that's like having, like, sea monsters there. It's really going to happen for you. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. Well, thanks for phoning into the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, Frederick of Data Rock. Why should, thanks for taking a call. Why should people care about Data Rock? Why should people care? Because we're people people. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? We're going to intro right now. We're going to play your song, New Song. Anything you want to say about the song, New Song? We're going to play that right now. Well, this is the na -na 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 new song, No More No Less. All right. Well, thanks much, Frederick of Data Rock. Keep on rocking in the free world and <laughs> do do the loot do. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, almost, Frederick. Do do the loot do. Do do. This next selection consists of just trumpets. I am playing up to 14 trumpets in certain spots in this composition. It is designed to lift you up, to take you to beautiful worlds of inspiration. Please close your eyes and let the romance and power of these trumpets take you to a world of love, comfort, beauty, peace. Let yourself go into the inspiration of the powerful trumpets and find yourself in a realm of love and light.
64, my Commodore 64. I cook with it, scheme with it, educate the team with it, my Commodore 64. I pitch with it, catch with it, count my chicks before the hatch with it, my Commodore 64. 